Hey, Corner Office listeners, you can find us on all streaming platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to check out our Instagram at the Corner Office Pod. Now, enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Corner Office. On this National Thursday, it's time to talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a division roundup for, for what happened over the weekend, and we're going to talk about our AFC and NFC championship predictions as we wind down this NFL season, which, you know, to me, Jack, it feels like it just started yesterday. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I feel like it was just yesterday that we were sitting at these exact same microphones at these desks talking about how we thought that the Detroit Lions were America's team this season. And that has proven to be one of our best takes in the history of the show. Yeah, that, that was that was definitely a take that has paid off for us. I mean, look, we say it a lot. Um, we say that, you know, it feels like the NFL season is a lot shorter. Or we, we say that it feels like it was just week one a lot, but I think that's just because it's gone by so fast this year, you know? I mean, you always tune in and you're always interested during the season and stuff like that, but, like, when you start talking about the NFL, I don't think anybody really envisions the end. And we're almost there. And it's a bit it's a yeah. bit threatening. It's a bit frightening to, 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 this is, to go so many months without it. This has been the fastest NFL season in terms of week one to now, I feel like, in the past many years. It's just flown by this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but while it's still here, we have to enjoy um, as much as we possibly can, and we will talk about it. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to getting into our divisional roundup and then, you know, talking about the AFC Championship and then eventually the Super Bowl, which I'm sure we will both be watching um, intently to know, you know, what Gatorade flavor it's going to be. That's really the only reason that I'll be. I bet, I bet, I bet red last year, and I think it was purple. <laughs> Imagine, okay, all right, let me paint the picture for yeah, you. Yeah, go for it, yeah. You're a 13th year NFL veteran. You play defensive line, defensive line mm-hmm. for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. And you get to your first Super Bowl, and you're like, I can't wait to play in the biggest game of my life. Yep. And the flavor of Gatorade that they have on the sidelines is purple? Yeah. Purple is notoriously horrible. I agree. I agree. I don't think that was a good decision to to bring in the purple Gatorade. Um, I'm sure that Sky Blue will probably be the most, you know, the most heavily favored this year. It is, in my opinion, the best flavor. Um, But that's just another reason to watch the Super Bowl. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, shall we? We had four divisional games to talk about for the NFL playoffs to send yourselves to the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. And I think we should just start at the top with the first one. Yeah, and this is one that speaks close to home, I will say. here in, I know that we're still an hour drive away, but even here in D.C., there's a lot of buzz around the Ravens and their game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a blowout. It was a very good game for the first half, very good game at the start of the third quarter. But I think our prediction that we made on the show last week was pretty accurate when we said that we just thought that the Ravens would run away with it in the second half. Yep. And that seems to be what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Ravens defeated the Texans 
34 to 10. Um, Correct. And it really was a tale of two halves for this game. I mean, the first half started out pretty even, uh, ended at a 10-10 score. But then once that second half took over, Lamar Jackson must have gave a crazy good pep talk in the locker room. And they just came out and decimated uh, this this they stifled them on defense which we we assumed could happen if they got pressure on the quarterback which I think they did a very good job of and then just uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson just showed why he's you know one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is that he is so mobile and it's impossible to sack him like if you get any pressure in the pocket he just decided to take off and it was just chewing this Texans defense up um, and there was just nothing that they could really do about it. Yeah, and I will stand by the take that is also one of the hotter takes that I've made on the show, which is that now that the Texans are out, I don't think anyone's left in the AFC to take down the Ravens. Oh boy, here we go. And I'm not going to spoil my AFC championship game take, yep. so I will get into that a little bit later. But I'll just say, the Ravens look good. The Ravens look good. I agree. I agree. Um yeah, I mean, look, it was what we expected from the Ravens. We expected them to go out and have a good game, and that they did. And, um, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less, you know, going into the next couple of rounds here. Yeah, so let's move into the next game, chronologically speaking, of course. Yeah, and that it. is the 49ers-Packers, or Packers at 49ers. Yeah. And this was a game to me that was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. However... I still wasn't really surprised by the result that came. For some reason, I was watching the game, and while the Packers were still hanging in it, it wasn't like a surprise that they were there. Yeah. I was I was really more expecting them to be in that position down the stretch, and this was the first of multiple games that was decided by a missed field goal. Right. Right. So that was – and I'll say that having multiple missed field goals decide games is not the way that anyone wants to see mm-hmm. a game end. I'll say, like, a really bad penalty call, a missed, missed field goal, goal, and, like, a dropped touchdown are the worst ways to see a football game end. Or a fumble out and of the we, end zone. Yeah, and we got two of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But, um, look, I think I was pleasantly surprised this entire playoffs with this Green Bay Packers team. I think that they got the guy for them in the future in Jordan. Love. I would agree. Um, and honestly, I think they've also got the. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think they've also got the guys around him. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the personnel, at least offensively, maybe you need a running back. Aaron Jones is a little bit old, and I don't think that he'll be able to stay productive in the coming years when they will be like destined for a title run. But yeah, yeah, I'd agree. This Packers team overperformed and it seems like they have the guys yeah and I think that they'll be a force in that um in that NFC division for years to come that should be an interesting division to see um with them and then maybe even Chicago and uh the Lions of course being as successful as they have been this season um but that being said like I don't think anybody expected the Packers to play nearly as well as they did against this 49ers team, which is one of the reasons that I'm not entirely sold on them as of late. Um, I feel like they're a team that you can catch sleeping, and I think that that kind of happened. Like, if this game goes to overtime without the, you know, without the mixed, uh, the missed uh, field goal, you know, like, it may be a completely different game. But that being said, like, props to this Packers team who really stuck with them and were up in the fourth quarter until – um, San Francisco ultimately pulled away with a Christian McCaffrey touchdown. I agree with you. I think that take is spot on. 
I think that the 49ers were a team that not many people were thinking would go out here and disappoint, except for us. And both of us on the show last week said that this game would be a lot closer than people thought. Yeah. And it was. And I was very impressed with the way that they played. However, I was equally as disappointed with the way that the game ended. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, props to the San Francisco 49ers. You go on another round. They're expected to win this Sunday, I'm sure. Um, But let's talk about the next game, which I think was the most interesting storyline out of any of the games uh, that happened this weekend, and that was the Detroit Lions at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the reason that I say that I think it was an interesting storyline is because you have the Detroit Lions who, correct me if I'm wrong, haven't been to the NFC Championship in how long? 32 32 years? years. 32 years. They haven't been to the NFC Championship in 32 years. They've never won a Super Bowl. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, quarterbacked by Baker Mayfield, someone who has been a reject on multiple NFL franchises up to this point at the helm of their offense. And he's led them all the way to the divisional round after nobody expected anything from this Buccaneers team. And so you're either going to have a guy like Baker in the – in the NFC Championship game, or you're going to have the Lions in the NFC Championship game. And that's a pretty crazy thing to think about. But sorry, It was a win-win, ahead. for sure. It was a win-win. You either got... I mean, I think that, again, the Buccaneers were unfortunately, on most given years, any year for the last 32 seasons, they would have been probably the America's favorite team yeah. in this game. Yep. Yep. But unfortunately, they ran into this Lions team that has basically all of America behind it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Another team with a fantastic fan presence. Like, their fans showed up. I mean, that clip of Aiden Hutchinson on the sideline where he's looking up at the fans. He's a Michigan kid um, who went to Michigan and then got drafted by the Lions to stay in Michigan. Like, after... Well, he lived in Michigan his whole life. Right. That's a pretty cool thing to see happen that you don't see a ton. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, especially us, were pulling for this Lions team to get it done. And Motor City Dan Campbell continues to impress with the fact that this team is gritty enough to get wins like this. Yeah, I agree. I was really impressed with this game. I will say, I thought that the Lions offense, although they put up 31 points, did look a little bit clunky at times. And equally for the Buccaneers, I thought that Mike Evans started really badly. There were comments flying around the room that he's been really bad the last couple games. He's had a lot of drops the last couple games, Mm -hmm. and he started this game the same way. But... Then he kind of pulled it back together and had an absolute day. So, Mike Evans, this is kind of a side tangent. I don't want to derail us too far. I think Mike Evans is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Wow. Okay. He's had 10 seasons with 1,000 receiving. He's never had a season without with less than 1,000 receiving receiving yards. yards, He's won a Super Bowl and been to another. Huh. Maybe they just won one. He won one. I think they just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he's been to one. one. I don't think he's lost one. I know he's won one. He's definitely won one. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad take. I don't think that's a bad take at all. Yeah. Um, but it is a bit of a side tangent, so let's get back to the game itself. I agree, but like when it came down to it, um, the Lions' offense did not perform as well as I think people expected them to. But that being said, like – their defenses who showed up and made plays for them, you know, which is not something that you're used to saying with this Lions team. And then once those those defensive stops and those interceptions put the Lions in positions to capitalize, 
they did. You know, Jameer Gibbs had a fantastic game. Um, him and Jared Goff, I think Jared Goff facilitated pretty damn well. And, you know, although Baker Mayfield did not have the game that I don't think he was expecting to have or hoping to have, uh, it's commendable what he did this season. And I think that he's probably got at least one more year in Tampa before they try to move on to a different quarterback. I agree. And I think that he is, like, kind of the right guy for that system. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, it isn't young. And or it's not like the Texans as they want. This Buccaneers team once was looked at like this Texans team where there was like, oh, right. they're young, they'll pull it together. Mm-hmm. In, like, the Jameis years. Yeah. But now they're a little bit older. Most of the guys are in their late 20s, early 30s. And I think that once the Baker era's over, mm-hmm. that they'll just throw in the towel. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But, um, again, that's another speculation. Have to wait and see what they do in the draft. But kudos to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fantastic season. And congratulations to the Lions for making the NFC Championship game. Uh, moving on to the last game of the divisional slate, we have the game that I think most people were most excited to watch, um, that being the Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. And this was the only game that you and I disagreed on. I felt that the Chiefs would have enough just because I don't like betting against a guy like Patrick Mahomes to beat this Buffalo Bills team. And that turned out to be right on Sunday, even though the Bills were at home and I think they were favored going into this game. Um, yeah, they're two and a half point favorites. Yeah, really, dis- another just <laughs> disappointing effort from the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. I actually am going to highly disagree with you there. Fine. I think that the Bills really outplayed the Chiefs from start to finish. I, I really think that they outplayed them. The Chiefs just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say luckily because there is no such thing as luck in the NFL, especially not in the playoffs, but. They had like kind of a like ragtag offense throughout the game. It didn't look secure. It didn't look confident. And the Bills just looked good, I thought, throughout the game. Yeah. I thought that the Bills had control of the clock. I thought that they had control of the field position. I thought that they had control of the tempo of the game. And sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Uh, and that's mean, kind of what happened. And obviously, another game where there was just a, a horrible missed kick. Mm. And everyone's going to talk about that. Yeah, I but mean, the Chiefs again, and I—it's not one of those games where the Chiefs luck out with some penalty. Like they did win the game, but I really thought that Buffalo outplayed them, and deserved to win. And I, I think that if the game had gone to overtime, that the Bills would have won. I don't know if you can say that. Um, I just think that this Chiefs team is a team that finds a way to win, and that's why I took them in the first place. Is because, and I'm—I'm I'm honestly leaning towards taking them in the next round as well. Um, is just because they're a team that I find whenever I bet against, um, they pull it off. You know, they somehow they somehow find a way to win these types of games, whether that's luck, whether that's a penalty, whether that's a this or that. The other thing, you can argue all the live long day that the Chiefs don't deserve what they have gotten, even though I think that most of the time they do. Um, but that being said, in this game in particular, Patrick Mahomes owns Josh Allen in the playoffs. It's official. Agreed. You can't argue that. It's just like every time these two match up from now on, I'm going to expect the Chiefs to to pull it out. And I was really convinced that this was the year that Buffalo would be able to do it, but evidently not so. Yeah. But I think that this is a good segue into our next segment, which is 
predicting this week's championship games, and it just makes the most sense to continue in the AFC. I agree. Give me your take and first. This might be a mildly biased opinion because I will be in Baltimore for the game. I won't be at the game, but I will be in Baltimore at the time of the game. I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs being able to go into MNT Stadium and take down this Ravens team. Okay. Because, A, I think this Ravens team is considerably more talented on a consistent basis than that Bills team. B, because I had friends at the game last week, and they said that they were sitting in the 400s, and they had to sit down whenever the Ravens scored because the stands were shaking so much. Mm. It's going to be loud in there, yeah, and it's going to be rowdy. Certainly. And this is the first time that Baltimore has had a chance to go to the Super Bowl since 2014. Right. Maybe maybe longer than that. No. I think it's since they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think they've been in a conference championship since they went to the Super Bowl in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I can promise you that Baltimore will be behind their team. And now Patrick Mahomes has to go on the road again for only the second time in his career for a chance to play for the Super Bowl against the hottest team in football. Okay. I don't see it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um look, I think that this Chiefs team is the most depleted I've ever seen it, and I don't think they have the weapons to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they have the weapons to even get to the Super Bowl, but somehow, some way, somehow they will get in. And whether that's a missed call, a missed play, a this, a that, the other thing, like I just said, something will luck out for the Chiefs and they will make it, even though everybody in America is rooting to see them fail. Yeah. So let's move into the last game. And this will be a bit of a shorter episode, as I think we talked about at the top of the program. Yep. But to round it all out, the NFL or NFC, I'm sorry, NFC Conference Championship is between the Lions and the 49ers. And Detroit has to go on the road for the first time in their playoff run. So the question to me is, can they get it done in San Francisco? Well, the answer for me is, if San Francisco plays like they did against the Packers, Mm -hmm. the Lions will be able to get it done. And I 100% believe that. Okay. But I also don't believe that the 49ers will play such a lackluster game in the playoffs and then come out and do it again in prime time at home. Mm-hmm. So with all of that being said, I think I'm going to take the 49ers at home. No, actually, screw that. I'm sorry. I can't go with the Niners. Yeah. I think the Niners will win. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. I agree. Because there's nothing that I would like to see more than a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl. And I've been talking about that since about week eight on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, the right choice would be to say that the San Francisco 49ers should win this game and I genuinely believe that they probably will but I can't fade the Lions I can't we've been with them all season we we we've been fans all season it's the best story I want the Lions to win more than any other team right now I'm gonna go with the Lions even if they're away I think their fans will travel Um, I think that energy is going to travel they're playing with house money at this point so like you know they have they're a team with nothing to lose and that is a team that is dangerous and that for those reasons I'm just going to go with the Lions just cuz I love them you know they're they're a feel good story and I really hope that they get it done I love that take I agree America's team as we've been saying 
this entire season. Yeah. That'll wrap up this episode. We'll be back on Tuesday to bring you maybe a soccer spectacular. Maybe. I'm not sure if I'm not sure how much viewership that would get, but we've got some people in the works who want to come on the show and talk a little ball. So, of course, we'd be more than happy to oblige. But agreed. As always. Thank you for listening. I'm Jack Byrne. That's Alex Spenders, and this has been the Corner Office. Corner three. Corner three.